Welcome to Parshas Hashavur with Rabbi Garari. This week's Parsha is Parshas Tshuva. An exciting Parsha where we learn about the building of the Mishkan, the mitzvah to make a mikdash, to make a sanctuary for Hashem, which was given in the desert, but as the Rambam explains to us, it's actually an eternal mitzvah. just takes on a different form in different generations. So in the desert it was about building a Mishkan, Later on, there was another Mishkan or a few more Mishkans in Eretz Yisrael until we got to the Beis HaMikdash. And even nowadays, we know the Sfarim tell us that we makayim this mitzvah, we fulfill this mitzvah through building shuls and places to learn and so on and so forth. But what I want to really do today is focus on the very opening of the parasha, the pasuk that tells us we need to donate to the Mishkan. And we know that the Torah tells Moshe Rabbeinu to tell the Jewish people that the yikhuli truma, they should take from me a truma, a donation, a separation uh, from each person. Ashayidvenu liba will give what he, what he wants to, in other words, what he feels he could donate, the amount that he wants to give, the way he wants to give it, and so on. And then it goes through the description later on in the parish about all the materials that were needed to build the mishkan, the um, gold, silver, copper, and so on and so forth. Now, The famous question is, why does it say v'yikhu li truma? It should say v'yitnu li. They should give a truma. So many of the talk about this. One of the Svarim um, Yismach Yisrael from the Chortkover Rebbe says the following. He says, there are different madregis in the way a person gives tzedakah. Sometimes a person gives tzedakah what he wants to give, but he really feels that he sort of did it. He credits himself for the amazing accomplishments. Now, it's always good, it's always good to give, but that's not really the way of doing it. Or he feels that, no, not that he accomplished it, but he feels good that he took from his own money and he gave it towards building the Mishkan or another cause, whatever the case is. But the truth is that the highest madrega or the most important madrega of giving, contributing and so on, is that he realizes that he actually is not really giving anything. It's the money is not his, the resource is not really his. He's just a shliach from Hashem to take from Hashem's resources, which Hashem entrusted with him, towards the Mishkan or towards the other mitzvahs. And that's what it means, he says, what is that? that's what it means, the truma. You're not giving, you're taking. You're taking from what already belongs to Hashem and you're passing it on, you're just doing your job. You're passing it on towards the Mishkan, that is the ultimate way of giving tzedakah. And that's why it says the word v'yikhu, not v'yitnu. Yilbavach Rebbe points out that the word truma, has two translations. Truma means hafrosha, to separate, and harama, to elevate. The word roimeim, truma. And they're both exactly, they work together because when a person separates from what he owns, when a person separates from his resources, his gold, his silver, to give for a dover shibigdusha, something that is of a holy nature, he's elevating that money, he's elevating that resource to a level of ruchnius and gash, and, and kedusha. And that's why it also says truma, truma means separate the money, but be meroimim, lift up what you have, elevate what you have in order for you to um, connect it and elevate it to a level of kedusha. Now, there's a famous idea that there are actually three trumas, because the pasuk in the first two psukim actually mentions the word truma twice. No, three times, sorry. And as Rashi points out, what happened was like this. One truma was just a half a shekel that everyone gave, and they melted it down and they built the sockets, the 
foundations of the beams. In other words, the Mishkan was built with very heavy beams, which they had true protruding sort of beams at the bottom, and they were sat in these heavy silver sockets, and that's what kept the beams standing. And that, has, that, was, that came from the silver, from the silver machzis um, ha-shekel, there was another separation, there was a yearly tax of a half a shekel, which also everyone gave as a half a shekel, and that was used to buy animals for the Corbonus. And then there was a third separation, and that was all the materials that were needed to build the Mishkan. And that was, everyone gave a different amount, everyone gave what they, what they wanted to give. So, first of all, this concept that two of them were equal, each one gave the same, but the third one was the third one was, um, everyone was different. There's a lot of, to talk about in that concept, but the Kliyokra says something very beautifully. We know that the building of the Mishkan, according to many, many Mufrashim, was an atonement for the Egel Azov, atonement for the golden calf. Uh, there's a very big machloik, there's a very big disagreement, difference of opinion about when Parshish Truma actually takes place. But according to many, it took place the day after Yom Kippur, after Hashem had forgiven the Jewish people for the golden calf. Moshe Rabbeinu then came down the mountain and then he gave the instruction to start donating and contributing to build the Mishkan. When it was all collected, they built the Mishkan and eventually on Rosh Chodesh Nisan, the Mishkan was erected and inaugurated. Okay, so let's just accept this idea for the moment that the Mishkan was there to atone for the Egel Azov. Says the Kliyokar a beautiful thing. He says that this concept that it's a kapara of Egel Azov is already in the Sifri. And he said, according to this opinion, we can explain why there were three trumas, three separations, and why two of them were exactly equal and the third was different. He says the Egel Azov had three Averis, three transgressions. The first was that the Jewish people accepted and subscribed to the eagle, to the golden calf, as some sort of deity, some sort of godly figure. That was everyone, everyone was equally uh, guilty of that, of that crime. It says in the Pasuk, they danced around the eagle, and they said, Elo lekecha Yisrael, this is your God, and so on and so forth. Okay. The second was that they brought karbonis. They brought sacrifices for the eagle Azov. That was with the agreement of everyone that was there, and whoever served the Egel Azov equally participated in the bringing of sacrifice. It was done on behalf of everyone equally. However, the third of area was different. The third of area was the actual donating their jewelry towards the Egel Azov, and here not everyone was equal. Some were more enthusiastic than others. Some gave more gold than others to build the Egel Azov, to build the golden calf. And therefore, the same thing happened when they built the Mishkan as an atonement for the Egel Azov. Two of the donations were exactly the same because the two are various. The fact that they accepted it as a god and the, third, and the second that they brought sacrifices to it, that everyone was equal. So two of the, two of the carbonists are equal. However, when it came to the third thing, which was to atone for the fact that they had given resources, participated in the building and the erecting of the Egel Azov, everyone was different. So this truma also, everyone is different. Everyone gave what they could and what they felt they should and therefore, that was the atonement for that part of the Egel Azov. On that note, putting aside the truma for sacrifices, but just the truma in building the Mishkan, where one truma was the half a shekel to build the sockets, and the other one was gold, silver, and copper, and, and, and material, and so on, which was given 
uh, each one according to their own means. There's another beautiful idea that he's brought down in one of the talks of the Lubavitcher Rebbe and explains the following. We have 613 mitzvahs, we have a Torah, we have a mitzvah that we have to keep and so on and so forth. There's one concept where everyone is completely equal, and that's the commitment to keep mitzvahs. What we call in the terminology, Kabbalah's oil, to accept upon ourselves the authority of Hashem and to, and to commit to keeping the Torah mitzvahs. However, when we actually keep Torah, learn Torah and keep mitzvahs, everyone is different. We apply it in different ways. We keep different mitzvahs, sometimes men, women, kohanim, levim, and so on. We do it with more kavana, less kavana. We do it more beautifully, less beautifully. We're all committed to the same halacha, but everyone does it differently. One learns Torah at a different level. So notwithstanding the fact that our foundation is equal, we have to have the same commitment, the same foundation of Kabbalah's oil to actually keep Torah, and learn Torah and keep mitzvahs. Similarly, the, the, but, but when it comes to Torah, mitzvahs are all different. So that's how the Mishkom was actually built. The foundation of our Avedas Hashem is Kabbalah. So that, that represents the foundation. Therefore, the sockets that kept up the building of the Mishkan, the sockets that were there to make sure the beam stand, the foundation, in other words, the foundation of the Mishkan represents the foundational commitment and Kabbalah's oil that we all have towards Torah Mitzvahs. That's why everyone gave a half a shekel. It was the same commitment to everyone. They all committed to learning Torah and Kip Mitzvahs. They all committed to being part of Hashem's journey. However, the rest of the Mishkan, we are taught, represents Kabbalistically different parts of the Mishkan represent different things. Some parts represent the learning of Torah, some parts represent the keeping of mitzvahs. Here everyone is different, and that's why the truma, the, the donations that was there to actually build the Mishkan, not the foundations. The foundations came from everyone equally, machzis shekel. But the, the our contribution to build the structure of the Mishkan, and the curtains and the various vessels, that everyone was different because that represents Torah and mitzvahs applied where everyone is somewhat different and everyone's doing a different doing it in a different way. So that explains a little bit about the first Pasuk, the Truma, the uh, three times that it says Truma, the why some were equal and some weren't, and what the whole thing represents. Have a good day and a good Shabbos.